Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and I was in prayer this morning. This wasn't really a planned podcast, but the Lord's been showing me something since yesterday. This is a very serious message, and I needed to get on and convey it. There are many of you who are either already blessed or will be blessed in the next several weeks or months or have been already in the last year or two. There could be blessings of financial givings. There could be people put in your life. And you are going to be given a choice when these people and things are put into your life, these blessings, on whether or not you continue to do the right thing with what you've been entrusted with. Let's give an example here of what I mean by that. For months, I've been telling you that we need to be doing the right thing. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. When you see a brother or sister who is without, and you ignore them, and you are well off able to help them, you're being tested. When the Lord gives you someone in your life, whether it's family, relatives, friends, and then you know someone who's alone and crying out without company, and all you can do is say, I'll pray for you, but you don't know how to pick up a phone and call that person or email that person, you're being tested. And do not think for one moment The Lord will not remove blessings from your life and put you into a similar situation as that person who is either without or alone to show you what it's like to go through the very same thing. And yes, there is a shakiness in my voice. That's the Holy Spirit. How this came to be is I'm walking through the furnace of affliction. Many of you don't know that. I've been going through one since about June. You know, for those who don't know, that is a season of intense refining, and I mean intense. You are tried on every side and pushed down and pressed, but not all of it is bad because if you're going to be doing the Lord's work, one of the things he shows you is what's needed and why he's calling you because there's a lot wrong in the body right now and many sadly don't realize it. So though I've been going through intense suffering in that way, it does work together for the Lord's good. Throughout this time, I've been noticing this pattern that I'll say, you know, I'm alone. I don't have anybody near me. I need this. I need that. And before all that, I had done teachings on all these things. So everyone heard that message and it should be taken seriously. You know, please guys do not let me be misunderstood here. That is not me crying out like, oh, just to get my way. No, that is nothing to do with it. We are all being tested. I am tested just as much as anybody else. And what I tell you, I put into practice. What I preach, I practice. So this message is for everyone. It is for everyone listening to it. One of the greatest commands, in fact, the rule of the prophets was to treat people how you would want to be treated. So in other words, if you were in need and you reached out and told someone and they didn't give to you, How would that make you feel? If you were alone, sitting by yourself and being dismissed and ignored, how would that make you feel? Some people have been through this before. They've been in wildernesses for years, being shown exactly what it was like. And that was to humble them, to show them to do the right thing, to put them in that situation so that in the future, when they came out of that wilderness, they would know how to treat other people well. Ladies and gentlemen, If we cannot love our neighbors as ourselves, 
if we cannot treat people how we want to be treated, if we ignore them, if we dismiss them, if we simply say, well, I'll pray for you, but we don't do anything further, when we're empowered to do much more than we're doing, what do you think the Lord's going to do about that? Do you think that he doesn't see the way you act when you ignore someone's email, when you ignore someone on a text or a call and don't get back to them, or when you put them off to go watch your little series on TV? This has happened to me through this furnace of affliction time and time again, and people who are doing it have been there on their own before. And what the Lord is showing me this morning, the reason I'm getting on and recording this is because he's about to send more people right back to where they were before because they have not learned a thing. That's what he's showing me. You do not want to be in that situation because he can and he will purify that dross. And that is his mercy on you. You know, if he gives you several opportunities and you continue to fail it and you continue to do about what you want and you don't listen, you know, this is just like I said when I did the adultery podcast, when I said, if you hear a message, it doesn't matter whether or not you listen to it or not, or even if you see the title, if you've already made it up in your mind and your heart, well, I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to do this. Okay. So you're stiff necked and stubborn and. I have a prescription for you. It's called the wilderness. You think it's funny to make fun of someone in a furnace of affliction? You'll go into it too. You think it's funny that someone's in need and you want to put it off? You'll know what it's like. You think it's funny that someone's alone? You'll know what it's like. I'm going to read from Matthew 25 on the final judgment. But when the Son of Man, and this is starting on verse 31, we're going to read through 46. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and notice it doesn't say raptured. They will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And by the way, when someone's sitting alone, and you know it, and you disregard that, that's the same as being in prison, let me just tell you right there. Just a little side note for you all. When I once did a podcast called Walking in the Desert, It was my first podcast I did with Glenda Lomax. I talked about the very point that not everything in a wilderness is about you. It can sometimes be a test on the other person to see if they're going to do what they're supposed to do. And many people fail to realize that. So, just important before I continue on. Verse 37, Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. On that point alone, when you ignore someone, you're ignoring the Lord. When you don't give to someone, when you don't give to a ministry, When you have been taught about tithing time and time again, you are doing it to the Lord. You are cheating him of the tithes. 
Your money has become your idol. Your activity has become your idol. And do not think that the Lord will not remove those idols. Let's go on in verse 41. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Didn't visit him because you were more concerned about what you wanted to do. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. That's exactly what I just said. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Now, why do I read that? I read that because that's what a wilderness does. It will show you exactly what you're doing wrong because the Lord does not want to send you into eternal punishment. He is being merciful and he's showing you what you're doing wrong. He, he blesses you in a way to give you the choice of what you're going to do with that blessing. That is a test of a blessing right there. And I'm sorry to say, but there are many out there from what I've seen who are failing that test. Do not think that the Lord will not remove the blessing. Do not think that he won't remove the idols because he will. And he showed me that this morning when I was in prayer. And that was the purpose, my brethren, of why I'm getting on here and sharing this message. There are a few more verses I'd like to read. And these are from 1 John chapter 3, starting on verse 14. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers... It proves that we have passed from death to life, but a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart, and you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. You know, essentially, you're killing their spirit. You don't have to be killing someone physically to kill their spirit, to break their heart. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. That means you don't sit around thinking about it and send them away. or And it's not even just giving. It's if somebody's in need of emotional support, you don't just send them on their way. And say, well, somebody else will do it. Did I not talk about this under humble thyself? Well, guess what? There's going to be a lot of people being humbled because they still haven't gotten it. Verse 19, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. There are a lot of people who want to be blessed, but do not know how to bless others. Just saying. Another thing that needs to be addressed. Judgment. In particular, silent judgment. Do you want to feel what that's like too? Because the Lord has no problem showing you. I had a sister I reached out to when I was having a bad day. And granted, I might have said a few wrong things. I repented for those. But you know what? 
She didn't answer me for two days. I gave her two days to see what she would do. You know what she did? She ignored me. Woe to you. Woe to you. Wait until you're in a situation where you need someone to cry to. You'll find out exactly what it's like. We are supposed to be there for each other as Christians in the body. And we are dropping the ball left and right. We are in a season where we're supposed to be giving thanks. And we are told by the apostles to give thanks for one another. How is disregarding someone giving thanks? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we better start taking this seriously. We are supposed to be planting good seeds while we have the opportunity, working while it's still light, planting those good seeds while there is still yet a bit of light in this world. Because once darkness comes, once it comes, it's going to be too late. And what you do now is going to matter later. And I'm sorry for my strong tone. You know what? No, I'm not sorry for my strong tone. Because I have been constantly telling you this over and over and over again. And it amazes me. It astounds me. It perplexes me. It's disconcerting. You've been told the prophecies. You've been given all of these words over the course of several months. And the fact that I see it in my personal life, that goes to show you right there. There are several who are on the verge of failing those tests. And I'm going to be talking on the test when um, me and Glenda do our project. I don't know if I'm going to be doing that next or if I'm going to be doing another podcast first. But I really hope by this short little message that people start to get it. Because I would not want to see more of you go into the wilderness. But the Lord's indicated that that's about to start happening. Because there are many people who are dropping the ball. And he is not pleased with it. It is my prayer that you heed this message. It is my prayer that you take this seriously. We are running out of time. There is not time to be playing with this. And that said, that's all I've got for you today. To those of you who are already doing what you're supposed to do, to those who are making an active effort to change, keep going in the right direction. Keep walking in the Lord's ways because he is going to bless you for doing so. Don't give up doing good. All right, guys. I'll catch you next time. Have a great Sunday.